Hello, and thank you for joining us on Homeschooling on the Homestead. Today, we interviewed Laura Brown. She was fantastic to talk to. She's from Canada and actually originally from Germany. So it was really neat to talk to her and hear her little European flair to homeschooling on the homestead. And then we talked to her daughter, Emma. She was really fun to talk to, and she's so adorable. So this was a great episode. We're going to dive right in. Hi, my name is Stephanie Wiscott, homeschool mama of three and homesteader of the Natura Chick Homestead, and I am joined by my daughter, Riley. And we are bringing you the ups and downs um, of homeschooling on the homestead with families like yours. We are so excited to have Laura with us today from Hidden River Acres, all the way in Canada. So that's really fun for Riley and I to talk to somebody out of our country here in the New Jersey, the United States here. So Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you guys. Yeah, we're going to have so much fun talking. Now I'm going to talk to Miss Laura. You want to say hi real quick, Rye? Hi. And we're going to bring on uh, Laura's daughter to talk to Riley a little bit later, but we're going to chit chat first with Laura. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. I'll talk to you soon. So, Laura, let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, let's. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're located, a little bit about your homeschooling journey and your homestead? Absolutely. So we are located in Canada. So most of you might know of Alberta. We're just about 45 minutes, I would say, northwest. Yeah, 45 minutes of um, Edmonton, actually. Most of you might know that place. Um, so yeah, we are just three years, I would say, into our little homestead adventure. Three, maybe four years. Time runs so fast. Yeah. Um, so we bought our acreage. We are on 15 acres out here. We bought it in 2019. I was just pregnant with my second child. And um, we had bought a house in town because we had originally hoped to find an acreage, but just couldn't make it work money-wise being a young family and kept looking and kept looking and this popped up and I swear it popped up and two days later we signed on it it was a very fast thing <laughs> it was sort of uh, that once in a million kind of opportunity um, so we have 15 acres it is raw land so there is nothing to it um, it was sort of subdivided for from the original homestead for their son they had originally taken it off and he was going to move out here and that all fell through so it's six acres of open farmland and then nine acres of just deep, deep bush. So it's a little bit hard getting things established out here. I never know if it would have been better to purchase something maybe with some things already established or starting brand new. That's always the big question. Um, but yes, we have three kids by now. Um, our oldest is six and then we have a four-year-old and my youngest just turned a year. And so we are just brand new to homeschooling, actually. We've just finished our first year of kindergarten, which has had its ups and its downs. We're trying. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's basically us. That's neat. So have you always lived in Canada and your husband as well? So my husband is Canadian. He actually is just from about 15 minutes. He was born here, raised here 15 minutes away from our little homestead here. 
Um, so all his family lives close by, which is wonderful. Um, I was born and raised until about 13, actually, in Germany. So some people confuse my Canadian accent with a little bit of German accent and they get confused. Um, but my parents actually, we moved into... Somehow I'm not sure because the town that my husband was raised in that we ended up landing in is not very big, but that's where we ended up. And then we, my parents actually live about five minutes, five to 10 minutes, just south of us. Um, so it's very close. We all kind of stuck close by, thankfully. Oh, it's so nice having family. I, I don't know how people do it without it. I have both. I really don't. As well. It's a game changer. 100%. And for us, especially, we are building our own home right now. And my dad is doing all of the grunt work. So he was actually back in Germany, a master carpenter. So they learn how to draw blueprints and stuff like that and architecture. That's sort of all into their schooling integrated. And so he drew our blueprints. We have, this is our third year since we've been three years out here, our third summer of building this home. Actually, we're still not in it. <laughs> Maybe next year. But my dad and I did all the foundation. We did the basement walls. We framed the entire house. We have a roof on. So we had lots of friends come out to help us with the roof and such. So it's very important for us to have family close by. It's a lot of help. Wow, that's amazing. That was part of his schooling, like just general education. He learned all that. So, yeah. So back in Germany, like I don't want to say back in the day because well, he's not that old, but old enough. <laughs> um, they actually, if anybody wanted to open up a company like or a trade school, so butchers, anything like that, they had to complete like a master's program and what they wanted to open up their trade into. So for any business to open up, they actually had to have a master's in it. So it's not very often that you hear, I find around here anyways, that you have a master butcher or a master carpenter, but he's very proud of his title. So he keeps up with it and we try to announce it. <laughs> I love that. That is so neat. And how cool that he has that he has that education to give to your children as well. Absolutely. The kids love it. And it's very like, it's very old school. And I find we don't have a lot of old school trades anymore. And he's so proud of it. Like for him, the way he learned how to draw blueprints was with a pen. Like there was never any pencil or anything like that. So you really learned and you know, there was no erasing and things like that. So it's neat. Like there's a lot of process and thought behind everything that he does, which is nice to learn. Cause I find today everything is so fast paced that we don't really pay attention to that anymore. Oh, for sure. That is so true. <laughs> now, did yeah. you have a homestead with your family in Germany or when you moved here, or is this something your husband and you decided on? So I would say, I don't know if we had a homestead in Germany. We did live outside of the city, which you also don't see a whole lot. I know Europe is so tightly closed enough but we had probably I would say about 10 acres or so in Germany and my mom had ducks and she had chickens and we did have sheep for a little bit but it didn't work out because they'd always escape and I've always my dad loves horses so of course he got me into it and so we've always had horses so we had you know a few animals but um, I think the homesteading came sort of maybe from Germany you know like in Europe it's very different as in and maybe it's changed today's too maybe it's the times that have changed but you know we have butcher stores in almost every corner there's fresh bakeries in every corner we used to go our family trip was down to Bavaria so just into southern Germany it was about a six-hour trip 
and that's basically almost all the way across the country. <laughs> and um, we'd always go to a friend's family farm. So they had like dairy cows. So it was raw milk and they'd butcher their pigs. We'd go out there. So I think we were sort of introduced into that lifestyle there. Um, I can't say that my parents, you know, we butchered some chickens and stuff like that. But other than that, homesteading wasn't really a big part of life. Um, my husband is absolutely brand new to it. I don't know whether he loves or hates it yet. <laughs> but um, he was raised a typical Canadian boy, I'd like to say, you know, in town. Um, hockey was his life, basically. So he was busy every day doing that with his parents. And so... I think we're one of like the only ones in his family really living on an acreage and things like that. So it's a bit new to him still. Yeah, uh, that's neat. I actually lived in Italy for um, when I was in college and I, I can relate and understand what you're saying. Everything was so fresh and we went to the store every day. I mean, we were in the city, but it was everywhere, like just fresh food. And it was yeah. awesome. I loved it. I mean, the best food I've ever eaten right then Absolutely. and there. So I can kind of picture what you're talking about and in the U.S. at least and I'm, I'm assuming Canada is very similar it's just everything's processed everything's made you get a bunch of it in bulk and so it's different it's definitely a different lifestyle where it seems so normal life kind of that homesteading aspect and here it's becoming more of a thing which is beautiful but uh, back right. here at home that people are starting to can their own tomatoes and make their own jams again. Yeah. So it is good to see, but it's wonderful. I remember my mom, when we first moved here, she went to the grocery store for the first time and she was so, she came home with an empty cart because she didn't know what to buy. She said all the food was just so colorful and vibrant and there was so much of it. She was so overwhelmed by it that she was like, I'm not sure how to cook with any of this. She's like, you know, the cheese is bright orange and the bread just, there was so much of it. It's just not something. And we weren't like, I wouldn't say farmer's market shoppers, but we go into the next town and, you know, you'd go almost every second morning and get fresh buns you know if she wasn't baking and stuff like that so that was very hard like for me now I go to Costco I do a once a month run even that's strange because you freeze so much right but we also try to grow a little bit and make our own so yeah I love it's an it. experience it's a big change <laughs> yeah well you have little kiddos too so that's neat it's your it's in your blood it's just ready to come out now so I that's think so yeah, I think so. My parents have always been very old school and enjoy that sort of lifestyle. So I think it was kind of, but I think it was also, I was about six years old when we moved out into the country. Before that, we lived in Berlin. And so I think that really sort of taught us just being out there, not even homesteading, but just being out in the country and being in touch with it. My brother is about six years older than I am. And so he was raised inner city and he does not enjoy animals. Like he does not, it's, day and night for all of us like he is he loves his city he likes to do his shopping and stuff like that and I don't think he'll ever own an animal at all so it's funny to see how different things are just from those few years of difference of being raised inner city to country life I think yeah oh that is interesting yeah fantastic so tell us what animals do you have at the house right now on the property so right now we actually have about 60 meat birds they're outside we're getting ready to butcher those tomorrow um, this is our second year of meat birds. So last year I didn't do very good. They didn't become very big and I was a little frustrated, but I also went very much of 
what I call the hippie route. <laughs> I wanted them to be on fresh grass. I didn't want to feed them too much grain. And okay. they just don't grow as fast if they're not. On no. grain. So this year, this yeah, year I'm hoping a little for different. better results. Yeah, they're yeah. probably a little different. So you kind of have to do more grain. Fresh I grass is always good though. Yeah, like they're still outside and running around, but I last year we raised them for almost 14 weeks. So it's almost like a waste of time. Like it was, you know, because I was waiting for them to just catch up and catch up, but they wouldn't at that point. So <laughs> I'm hoping for better results this year. Um, we have two random goats that we um, accumulated at an auction. We really wanted to get goats because we have super thick bush out there and we just wanted them to sort of eat up the brush and all of that. Yeah. but two goats just can't keep up it's like you get one spot nice and clean and you move them to the next and that one grows back and so yeah these are just two like little pet goats that we're trying and then we have laying hens and we have bees so this is my third year of beekeeping so that's been fun and we took a break of keeping pigs this year just because we had a lot of pigs last year and our freezers are still full so not this year but yeah that is us for now that's awesome. I also have bees. I think they are my favorite on the homestead because I just find them so fascinating. I, I was in harvest say. last year. This is my second year. I had one hive, couldn't harvest clean. Yeah. It was a mess. Second mm. year, all three of them are thriving. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I just, I'm fascinated. I, you see God in that so easily. And I just love it. <laughs> Did you Absolutely. harvest? What's that? Have you harvested your honey in the last couple? A little bit. So it's my third year beekeeping. The first year, unfortunately, in the winter, I lost mine. And so now I'm working with a mentor a little bit, but I had a crazy allergic reaction, which I'm not sure if it was to the bees because I've been stung so many times before. Um, but so I've been a little bit careful, but we harvested about two frames, but I have like a lot of frames that haven't been fully capped yet. So I'm going to go back and give them a little bit more time, but they're such fascinating, you know, when they're good, they're good. They're wonderful creatures, but they can go bad really fast is what I find. So they keep you on your toes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just, yeah, I just love them. But I agree that one year I was devastated that first year. I have a mentor. I went through the course, did the whole thing. Yeah. We got the the beetles in there and they just destroyed oh. everything. And he's like, oh, well, you have to throw all those frames away. I was like, what? Oh, no. I just spent a hundred dollars. Like, it's, it's not a cheap guys. hobby to start. <laughs> that is a key. It is not cheap. No, uh, that was my mentor. He kept, I mean, I by myself, you know, I tried to do the YouTube and then I sort of like went into a lot of Facebook groups because I find so many people always post their questions and issues that I find I learn from reading them when people reply and stuff like that. And so I didn't have as much equipment as he, like he stacked boxes on boxes on box. I would always wait until, you know, the perfect 80%, they're full, add my next one and next. And he would just add and add it every day. He's like, I need a new box. I need a new box. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Off to the store again. <laughs> oh, but this year, at least we had stuff about two years ago. I think when I started, you couldn't find anything. Even the beekeeping supplies were gone. I don't know if everyone got into it or it was just that supply and demand. I'm not sure what happened, but. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm lucky. My mentor sells all this stuff. He actually harvests his queens. So then he sells them. Oh, wow. So it's fascinating. I mean, he is just so knowledgeable and that's I'm wonderful. like, I text him anytime. I'm like, this is happening. Is that normal? It's like, yeah, that's good. Or I'll come right over. <laughs> Please so, help me. I know the struggle. Yeah. The struggle is real with bees. 
Yeah. So that's so fun though. So you're got your freezer full with the pork, you've got the laying hen, meat birds, the bees going, your goats, pets, or helping either way. We're not sure there yet where that's going to (laughs) go. Awesome. What about gardening? Do you have a decent garden going or is that something that's later? I do. I do have a garden going. I didn't do much with it this year. Um, just because my daughter just turned one and with the house, I knew we weren't going to do too much. Um, so I'm just trying to get it a bit more established because we started just in the middle of a field, like a farm field. We had so many thistles and just grass growing through. So I actually started this year because I don't want to pull weeds. Nobody does. I don't think. So I started doing, um, clover as actually a cover ground. So I'm just working on establishing that. I still have my raspberries and strawberries in there. You know, the things that are going to kind of stick around for a few years. I put my energy into that and garlic because everyone loves garlic and that's easy to grow. I find it so easy to grow. Um, I've never had luck. So no, you have to send me your secret. No, not yet. (laughs) Next year's the year. (laughs) Next year's the year. Redemption. That was me for meat birds this year. This is my redemption. Next year we'll get you going. Um, so yeah, it's a big garden, but I didn't do, like I said, just, I kind of tried to get it established and going. So then hopefully next year we can do a little bit more. So not a whole lot going on. And in this tiny little space that we're currently living in while getting the, um, house built, there's not a lot of room for canning and stuff like that. So hopefully in the next few years, I can learn a little bit more and get an actual kitchen, you know, going and stuff like that. But actually Mike's grandma, so my husband's grandma loves to can and she's only about 10 minutes from us. So she's doing a lot of canning this year. And I think we're going to go over there this week and she'll teach me a few things again because I haven't dabbled really into canning a whole lot at all. Oh, you're going to love it. It's very addicting. You're like, what else can I do? But <laughs> Melissa K. Norris is a great resource. Um, okay. Her out for a different yeah, thing. That. Yeah. It's kind of intimidating a little bit. I always worry... I have an instant pot and every time that thing turns off, I just double and triple check to make sure the valve is down. I just don't want to blow anything up. That's my biggest worry in it all. Start with water bath. Yes. Water bath. I think I can handle. I've done a few things like jam or something, you know, that you can do, but anything further than that, we'll have to dabble slowly into that. Oh, well, that's awesome. Let's switch gears just a little bit. I want to hear more about homeschooling. So it was your first year. So exciting. Is this something that you and your husband planned on for a long time? Was it just this past year you decided? This was not something I ever planned on. Okay. I always looked forward to the day that my daughter was going to start first grade. And I was going to put my feet up as a stay-at-home mom and I was going to eat a chocolate cake and celebrate her first day of school. <laughs> That's always what I said to everyone. Um, and then COVID hit, you know, the good joys of everything. And I feel like everyone sort of dabbled into homeschool because they had to because everyone was staying at home. And I have a good friend close by who also said she would never, ever homeschool. She'll deal with the COVID homeschool and that's it. And... Um, then she got convinced like she was she had her kids in private school close by which we don't have a lot of private schools coming from Europe private schools are everywhere you know you can sort of almost dictate what kind of education you want your kids to have and she spent a lot of money sending these kids into private school and really wasn't getting a whole lot out of it she said after a couple months of teaching her own kids she saw much more improvement in them and a lot more joy within just 
one or two hours of her teaching her kids instead of being stuck in school for seven to eight hours. So I sort of contemplated then and there, you know, going back and forth with Mike, if this is really something we wanted to do. And then kindergarten came and I also wasn't really ready to send my daughter for twice or three days a week, whatever it is, for eight hours a day to school. I wasn't really ready to let go of that yet. So yeah, it came out of nowhere, but so far it's been working really great. That's beautiful. Well, that's great. They give you that option. We're full day, every day, kindergarten. Yeah, absolutely. Even actually, it starts at three years old now. That's so much for their little brains, you know, and when I moved, I mean, I was in grade eight when I moved here from Germany. So it was still a big shock because classes were so long. I can't remember. I know can't remember exactly how long they are in Germany but I know it wasn't 45 minutes to an hour because I remember sitting there those last 15 minutes and they would just go on and on and on and nobody was really paying attention at that point anymore um but even I believe it's from grade one to grade four in Germany you start at about 8 30 in the morning and you finish at 12. Oh so you only go for four hours a day so I think that's still a bit acceptable for little brains like that's something they can handle but I couldn't imagine those full days the exhaustion of those little kids to go all day and yeah be away from family and such is a struggle too I find oh it it is a long day I was a public school teacher actually oh, interesting. yes so oh. I the last year I was fourth and fifth grade for eight years and then mm -hmm. the last year they moved me to kindergarten and I was I just went to the playground honestly every day for the last hour like, I'm done you're done well, <laughs> we're not I getting anything play. accomplished let's go play I know it was so hard and after that I was like I can't do this anymore my kids were so young I was like I missed them so yeah, yeah you missed out so much I mean here mostly the school is done like at three in the afternoon you know then you pick them up you have a little bit of a drive you know in Canada like if you're out of you know the town a little bit you do the driving you're home by four then you still have homework an hour then you have supper like I don't know where there's the time for them to be a kid anymore really that's exhausting it's exhausting for me to think about <laughs> so how did your first year go what did you think of it what curriculum did you use how'd you feel it was good it was a lot because my daughter and I are very I don't know if I want to say we're alike or maybe not alike but we crash a lot there's a lot of attitude in my firstborn everyone told me my firstborn would be easy and it's the second born I was going to struggle with but my firstborn is the intense one so it was good um we did the curriculum the good and the beautiful we ended up going with and it's wonderful I love the curriculum it's so easy to follow um but we had a few learning curves here and there because at first I wasn't going to follow a curriculum because I figured, ah, kindergarten, how hard can it be? And then we started the alphabet and we realized how hard it can be. <laughs> <laughs> and then we followed the curriculum and it was so easy. It was wonderful. And then, you know, I have a four-year-old, so I wasn't really sure how I was going to do it with him by my side at all times, but he sort of just sits along and he'll draw or he absorbs it. I mean, he knows the alphabet now at four years old, which I've never even tried to teach him, but he just hangs out and, you know, he likes to do everything with his sisters, even though he wants to fight them all the time too. But no, he really enjoys hanging out and it's sort of like I'm teaching a two for one deal with both of them. 
That's awesome. And what about the baby? What did you do with the baby? So my youngest one, she just turned a year. So she still naps a lot, which is nice. She still naps for an hour in the morning. She has a good three hour stretch nap at, you know, lunchtime. So that's sort of where I try to integrate that. I don't do a whole lot of like, I don't, you know, I don't spend time prepping a whole lot. I kind of just go with the curriculum for the little guy. I'll print off worksheets if he's not really there at that level yet. So he can, you know, learn how to spell or learn how to do little things like that or his numbers counting, you know, something fun. And I try to just really do it when she naps an hour. And I find that's long enough for their little brains. My kids are very much outdoor kids especially in the summer in Canada, we have to take advantage of it before we get six months of winter. So they're outside a lot. So I find like an hour is max. We get in what we can get in. And otherwise we just hang out and they have so many other skills to learn. I find outside, you know, not just schoolwork. And I feel like in kindergarten, grade one, that is still very much acceptable to not just do schoolwork for hours upon hours. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's more than enough than what you're doing. And for the people that don't know the good and the beautiful, it is pretty much an open and go curriculum, which makes things really easy too. Like you said, not a lot of prep, just open it up. Let's do a couple yeah. things. The reading I have, I guess it was Riley was in kindergarten, maybe that I use that program as well for a little bit. And it is, it's, good and it's beautiful <laughs> it really is and I love the illustrations in it you know it's very much nature-based and very easy and simple and kid-friendly and like I said very adult-friendly like so far I haven't did, haven't done any more extra work outside of it I just kind of open it up and go with the flow and it's been wonderful so far so I hope it continues on we're actually going to try a program that we have in town my daughter is very much of a social butterfly so all her friends we don't really have any other friends except for you know the one that helped me sort of get started but anyone else really goes to school and this is what we do you know so she hears about going to school and going to play on the park and going to interact and so there's a program in the next town where they actually go twice a week to school they'll go full days and they teach them social and science I believe it is and then we get the other three days they stay home with us and we do you know like English, math, anything else. So we're going to kind of dabble into that next year. And it's kind of neat because they actually offer the good and the beautiful program with them. Okay. So it's sort of part of their program. They ordered in and then for us at home, we get to teach that. So yeah. I'm not really ready for it either for her to be gone twice a week, but I think it'll be good for her. She really wants to try it. And I always said, you know, if my kids want to ask, or if my kids want to go and ask me to go to school, I'll be open about it, you know, and I'll give it a chance. And so she's really excited about it. You know, I think she just, she's going to love being a social butterfly for twice a week. And then I still feel like she gets to be home a bit more than the full time with being at home three days a week. And everyone sort of gets their little ways of doing things that way. Okay. Yeah. So it's a drop off more of a hybrid program, I guess. You Correct. Could. Yeah. Oh, and wow. it seems to be filling up quite a bit over the last couple of years. Like they are, there was a wait list actually for it because I didn't even consider it. So we were waitlisted for a little bit. So I think it's becoming quite a popular program because it's sort of that happy in between for most parents. Yeah, absolutely. Hybrid is a popular program. So, well, that's interesting to see. And I love with homeschooling, you can kind of play with that. You're not committed forever to it. Exactly. You know, maybe you'll have to finish the year 
but if it doesn't work best for your family, you can always revisit it. So that's really nice. That's what I think too, you know, give it a chance, see if she likes it. And if she doesn't, we can always go back to, you know, full-time homeschooling. Yeah. That's awesome. So one of the things when we, uh, I've been interviewing the families is combining the two. I want to encourage the listeners that homeschooling and homesteading actually go really well together. I know Mm -hmm. for me personally, they look at me like I'm crazy and how do I possibly fit it all in to homeschool my kids, care for the animals, do the property, all of that kind of thing. But I, I don't know how sometimes to express to them, that's why the podcast is here, to show them and um, explain to them that homeschooling and homesteading go together because the children are working with me, they're learning about the animals, they're doing all of these things together. And like mm-hmm. you said, schooling's not as long because it's not eight hours of sitting yeah. and reading and writing. But what benefits have you seen by doing both together? Well... <laughs> You know, I never really thought about it a whole lot, but you are right. People always think homeschooling. I think when people think of homeschooling, they think we sit there for eight hours a day and we do subject after subject after subject, which obviously we don't do, you know, and I don't do, hey, eight o'clock, this is our homeschooling time. I'm not, you know, like scheduled like that either, but they just learn, you know, like from simple things like counting eggs and grabbing eggs and learning that this is what we do. We have to care for the animals, you know, simple things like baking, you know, I mean, that's one of the first things I was taught really. My mom always baked. So at six years old, I was baking cakes on my own, like following recipes, things like that, you know, um, learning that there's a schedule to go outside, feed the animals, how things work. I think it's just, And that's one of the things people always ask me is how do you get it all done with the kids? But I don't have kids. And I think maybe it's just because we started so young. I don't have kids that complain about doing it for them. It's natural. Like, Hey, we're tagging along. We are going to move those meat birds and we hold, you know, the door closed while mom hooks it up and we do that. It's just, it's part of their life now. And I don't know. I always say, I don't know how people do it that don't have all the animals because personally I mean I love my kids and I love watching them play but I don't want to sit out there in a chair and watch them play for six hours on their play structure I mean it's fun and I love watching them but you know like this is something for me to keep busy and they sort of tag along and we all do it together instead of me sitting there and watching them swing for the 15th hour in a row is what I find so for me homeschooling and homesteading you know we all enjoy the animals raising the animals seeing the benefits of them you know we hatch our own little chicks and stuff like that so it's always fun to sort of teach the kids just alongside with it I don't find it's any extra work really for me or maybe it's because really we don't know any different at this point we've been so into it that we don't really know the the other side of life anymore no that's really good I I think for families maybe that are considering this and already have been going to school or they haven't had the homestead they have to have that period of de-schooling where they just kind of get all of the because like I pictured when you were talking to kind of putting them in two separate boxes like homeschooling homesteading but they're together in one box the way you're expressing it and it's that's how our house is too it's we do our tours first with the animals then we can sit in and read and sometimes we let our sheep free range it's like oh wait 
we got to go do that real quick. Come back That's in right. another story. <laughs> 100%. I don't think it's two separate things. They just sort of combine and you just go with the flow. That's one thing. I mean, I like my schedule and things like that, but sometimes things just work out and sometimes things don't. And you know what, if we skip a day of sitting down and doing paperwork, then we skip a day and I don't really worry about it. And if you need a Saturday, then we use a Saturday. My husband works out of town. So I mean, for us, we don't really have too much of a Monday to Friday schedule because he is gone. So, you know, weekends aren't weekends where we catch up on things because he's home for us. It's very much just go with the flow sort of thing. Yeah. And as your daughter and son get older too, or all the kiddos, you'll really enjoy, or at least I hope you do, because it's my favorite part, is how much I'm learning. I'm realizing how much I lacked in my education. So reading the 100%. history books and reading the science books, I'm like, oh, mommy didn't know that, <laughs> you know? That's very true. I could imagine coming across certain things again. You know, even something simple as the alphabet, I thought that would be so easy to just teach my kid. I could just print off a few worksheets and we'll go, you know, draw with a quick like dry erase pen on there and we'll learn the alphabet but there's different ways to teach for sure <laughs> we learn with them a hundred percent oh and I can totally relate my son's six and the other day I was like singing the alphabet and he didn't know it I was like oh my gosh am I failing you I I'm failed like, as I a parent to teach you the ABC song 100 <laughs> percent I oh. sat through the entire time and you know like friends that send their kids to preschool those kids are rattling off the alphabet like nobody's business and I had five years old for her I was like well we haven't even started with the alphabet I'm sorry <laughs> I was like well we'll work on that this year honey. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. we uh stumbled upon that one because yeah very you much. Knew it. your sisters know it <laughs> every kid should know it I didn't know that was my responsibility right now right then to teach you this thing but no we've got it now thankfully yeah so that's just something we have to work through I think both homesteading and homeschooling we can't be so hard on ourselves because animals die out of yes. our control kids kids never learn the ABCs those kinds of things happen all the time. What do you do for yourself when you're in those kind of moments of, oh my gosh, I'm failing my child? Or do you ever have those moments or the homestead's not going as planned? Oh, I think those <laughs> moments come all the time. <laughs> um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm one of those people. I know there's lots of people, you know, that worry about getting started. My husband actually is, he's very much of a researcher and he has to research and read before he can get started on anything I'm more of a and I don't know if it was because I was raised by parents who are both confident in their work and you know we just kind of go I mean to think about moving countries at I think my parents were about 45 years old um and not speaking the language would be terrifying to me I don't know if I could ever do that you know like I mean I think at their age they were never taught English in school that wasn't really I think for them in because they were raised in Eastern Germany with the wall still up. So for them, it was more Russian and stuff like that, that they were taught. So okay. English wasn't even on the radar. None of us kids really knew it. I mean, we knew, you know, the, hey, how are you? How we sort of learn French in high school a little bit. You know, we know some of the counting and stuff. But um, I'm not really afraid to jump in. I sort of jump in before and then I learn. So I don't have a lot of moments <laughs> of doubt, to be honest. I just sort of wing it and I go with the flow and, you know, we just keep on moving. Um, I mean, sure, we all have doubts, but I think 
I'd rather do this than send off my daughter and be taught, you know, certain things by other people or sort of have her education in other hands. You know, it's, it's a hard balance to find for sure, but I enjoy it. She enjoys it. So far it's been going okay. So I haven't had big, big breakdowns of doubt yet. They might still come, but we've only also, like I said, we've only had to handle kindergarten. So those big hurdles might still be in our future. That's awesome. What about your husband, him being more the researcher planner? How is he with you saying, we're going to homeschool? <laughs> is he good with that right from the start? Or? Did actually, I think he likes the idea. I think for him, it's easy because he works out of town. So he is um, a pipeline welder. So sometimes like right now, he's going to start a shift, which is six days on and one off, which is horrible. Um, because if he's five hours away, we're not really sure. Like if he gets off early on a Saturday or something like that, he'll come home. But for him, it's easy to say, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Because I'm the one implementing it a lot of the time, which I love too. I mean, sometimes it's nice. My mom loves to be sort of a teacher role too. So she helps me a little bit, but um, he was very much for it. I think he saw the benefits of it. I don't know if he would be a very good teacher just because I don't know if his patience level would do it. <laughs> um, so... I'm thankful that he works so hard and he works, you know, away and gives me the opportunity to stay home and to be able to do this with the kids. Um, because I'm sure for everybody, the world has gotten crazy expensive. So I appreciate him really, you know, he would rather go to work to give me the opportunity to stay home with the kids than not to be home because he does miss it and he wishes he was more home to raise them. But I think he sees the benefits of having a stay-at-home mom all the time with him being gone a little bit more versus having two parents, you know, out of the house for full days that way. So no, he's very encouraging and he wants to make this work. So yeah. like I said, I can never thank him enough for being able to do this for us. Oh, that is beautiful. I can relate. My husband's a commercial fisherman. So oh wow. Yeah. So similar. I get the being gone. He's actually gone for at this point probably three to four weeks. Wow. So he's kind These of are long stretches. Yes. Not always that long. Sometimes it's four days, the boat breaks and he comes home and it's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm glad you're home. <laughs> and he's Don't done. apologize to me. <laughs> well, that's why we homeschooled though, because his season finishes September, October, depending on how the okay. season goes. And then he doesn't go back until April. So that oh, whole school time, yeah. he would have been gone and I, I mean I'm sorry he, he was gone during the summer so now during school he's it gets to be home with the kids so it's been okay. a blessing so I am grateful for that as well absolutely I mean when do you pack in I mean I'm sure people make it work I don't want to say you know the people that go to school don't have the time for family but especially out on the acreage I mean on the weekends I feel like you would just play catch up and it would almost be more stress than relaxing to have a weekend really the you know, the Saturday, Sunday, I come from shift work. I'm a form. I don't want to call myself a former nurse. Technically I'm still a nurse, but I'm thinking about giving up that license because life is just too busy and we don't know how to really make it work. Um, but yeah, I couldn't imagine doing all of this and then just having Saturday, Sunday quickly to catch up on things, you know, and then try and get family time in there. Uh, I, I've done it. Was not a big fan. That's why I'm wearing <laughs> <my hat. laughs> so I my imagine. Husband. 
so hard for us so we can be where we're at. So, all right. Um, can we go ahead and get the kiddos on here? Get Riley talking at this point? Yeah. I think I'd like to hear what they have to say about if they really like being out with mama, doing the chickens and <laughs> doing the homeschool. This is now the truth comes weird. out. Mom <laughs> makes it sound so wonderful. <laughs> okay. Give me just a few minutes. I'll try and catch her out there. My little feral child. I'm going to stop this podcast for a second to tell you about Natura Chick Homestead's new digital download games. We have games such as this, where we have our rhyming eggs and you take the egg and put it into the basket. The child has to read the egg to place it into the correct basket. And then we also have our chicken sight word game where each chicken has a sight word on it. You hide the egg underneath and the child has to read the sight word chicken in order to look underneath to see if the egg is hidden. So be sure to check out our website, NatoraChicksHomestead.com, where you can download your free printable. And then we also have some digital downloads to purchase. Hello, Emma. Thank you for coming on and uh, letting me ask you some questions today. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Well, let's uh, jump right into it. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Like, what's your name? Maybe how old you are? I'm six, and my name is Emma. That, yeah, I have a brother who's six, and I love that name, Emma. That's such a beautiful name. What do you like homeschooling on the homestead? Like, what's your favorite thing with animals and doing school on with your mom what's your favorite thing um, what's your favorite animal horses do you have any horses here though no no she's asking about your homestead what animals we have here at home that are your favorite a dog named charlie really you have a dog i have two dogs and let me tell you they're really crazy. Like the one, she thinks she's a human. She died. <laughs> she's crazy. Can you tell me about your dog? How crazy your dog is? He runs away a lot. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's yeah. crazy. Where does he go? This tall? No. How big is he? Is he bigger than you? Yes. Do you know what kind of bird he is? A Pyrenees. Speak loudly. A Pyrenees. Wow, I, I have chocolate labs, two chocolate labs. Those are pretty. <laughs> now, what about homeschooling? Like, what's your favorite lesson? Do you like doing letters or numbers? I kind of like doing letters. Letters? Yeah. Okay, what do you not like about it? What do you not like about homeschooling? Do you like sitting at the table? Nope. <laughs> so you don't like sitting at the table and doing exercises? Nope. No, hey, you like more playing outside? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's your favorite memory? like? Is there um, a part about homeschooling on the homestead that you really, really like? I like doing math. Yeah, I like doing math too. That's one of my favorite subjects. 
do you like that you can hang out with Jake while we do it? Yes. Can you say it loudly? Yes. Do you like hanging out with your brother when we do school? Yes. I think Emma really likes teaching her brother because she kind of likes being a mama and showing him that she can do all these things. <laughs> oh yeah, I think Riley could relate to that. <laughs> Little mamas in the making, hey? Yeah. Do you like helping your mom with the animals, like feeding them? Yes. Yeah. That's good. Now Emma just finished her first year of kindergarten. Really? You're so big. Are you excited about next year? Yes. First grade. Big year, hey? Yes. What are you excited for most? To learn more? I kind of like having a bridge to see my friend. Yeah, my social butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> You're just there for the play, hey? Yes. Do you have a favorite book that you read? I have do one big horse book. Really? Is it like really big? Yeah, it is tall. Really? That's a big book. <laughs> do you read it or does your mom read it? I kind of just look at it. Hmm, like like, yeah, I like doing that too, looking at the pictures. Okay, thank you. Thank you for coming. Now, one last question, I promise. Um, do you think other people should homeschool on the homestead? Do you have fun doing school at home? Yes. Do you think others should do it? Yes. You think so? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Laura and Emma, for joining us today. We're going to let everybody hear your story and what you're doing. But where else could they follow you, Laura? Um, I think I'm most active on Instagram. <clears throat> Here as I'm choking on my own spit. Um, you can find us at Hidden River Acres. Um, we sort of try and share in our stories, our daily life. And um, as September comes, probably a bit more homeschooling again, too, because we took a big break during the summer because we figured that was best for us. Hey? Yeah. But other than that, I think we're on Facebook, too, at Hidden River Acres. And we do also have a web page at HiddenRiverAcres.com if you guys want to come and join a little bit. We always love to share lots of our life. Hey? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, and I saw on your website you sell your sourdough starter as well. Yes, we sell our dehydrated sourdough starter because, you know, we're big into that. We love our own bread and everything carbs. So we do lots of that. <laughs> yes. And then with our bees adventure, my mom and I have started, you know, rendering down the wax a little bit and we do the bees wax wraps and stuff like that. And hopefully honey soon, maybe next year, I think more as we get a bit more of a harvest. Oh, that's wonderful. And then do you ship all over or do you stay in Canada for that? No, so far we've shipped to Canada and uh, the United States, but I think that's as far as we've gone for now. Okay, well, that's good. I'll be sure to link that in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Stephanie. And can you say thank you, Riley, for ch checking in with you? Thank you, Riley. Thank you, Emma. I had a <laughs> lot of fun talking to you today.